Welcome back, and now we're going to kind of shift gears, Allie, and kind of look at the corn side of things here uh, for 2019. Uh, similar format to soybeans, Allie, kind of how did we land from a historical standpoint year over year on corn? Yeah, Josh, so when we take a look at where we landed final-wise in 2019 versus the historical, if you go all the way back to 2014, it's actually pretty impressive to see how far we've come yield-wise. So in 2017, we peaked right around 237 bushels. We definitely dinged a little bit back yield-wise in 2018, sitting closer to that two and a quarter bushel breaker yield range. And then this year, we're obviously a little bit off pace as well, historically or yield-wise across the board, sitting around 219 bushels per acre. So again, historically, really interesting to see where we've been, where we sit today. But again, we just want to dig into where we sit in terms of yield by planting date and now corn. Yeah, and, and certainly, uh, like soybeans, we, we, we know on corn, we do see a big difference in, in yield by planting date. And kind of going back through those years, Allie, uh, from our replicated plot sets. And one thing to call out, all these yields do come from a replicated plot sets. These aren't field averages. So sometimes, Allie, when we look at these, they are general trends. You know, certainly we're not saying that the corn crop in southeast Minnesota was 217 or 220 bushel. We're just looking at, hey, what are the trends year over year uh, kind of based on what we're seeing? And I think the trends are matching what we're seeing in the field in a lot of cases uh, overall. Uh, So looking at yield by planting date uh, in 2017, uh, each day that we got delayed, it was 1.7 bushel per day that we gave up. 2018 was a bushel and a half per day. Uh, 2019, it came in at eight-tenths of a bushel per day. However, Allie, when we do look at that, there was a very steep drop-off after May 15th here in 2019. And we know we talked a little bit about GDUs on last week's episode. Uh, Certainly when you got past the 15th, when you look at our lack of GDUs across the area, as planning dates got pushed back there, you know, maybe we made some hybrid changes on maturity and things too. In a lot of cases, we just did not collect the GDUs uh, required to get some of those those products over the hump as we got closer, uh, you know, especially as we got closer to late May, early June, uh, we just saw a lot of struggles in those situations. Uh, geographically, Allie, it's very similar to soybeans. It's interesting. Sometimes soybeans, corn performance by geography uh, can vary a little bit. In this given year, that east-west divide was very similar to soybeans. Yeah, Josh. And honestly, the word that comes to mind is variable. And I know folks across the area are getting a little bit sick of hearing that word. But when you look at the definition of variable, not consistent, not having a a fixed pattern, very likely to change, that very much explains the divide we see between the west and east corn yields. So by geography, if we start with the east at Houston, Winona, and Olmsted to Fillmore, you're sitting a lot closer to, say, 240 bushels per acre. And so that ultimately comes back to, like you said, when we looked at our final of 2019 versus historical yield data, that's not to say that folks didn't have yields this year that maybe exceeded what they've seen in years past. So really nice to see that over to the east. As you track on a little bit farther to the west, again, you're just bringing back some of those challenging conditions, later planting dates, poor drained soils, and that did ding our bushel, our average across the board a little bit closer to 205 bushels per acre on the corn side of things. So that's my take on yield by geography, but really Josh, I think what it comes down to is how did you manage your corn from geography to geography? How did you manage your nitrogen? A lot more rain mm-hmm. in some areas than other. We, we've talked about the heat piece. So maybe give your, your take on fungicide response, which is a very important management. Yeah, and I think when you do look at that that spread too, that's 33 bushels. I was doing the math there, Ellie, and that is a crazy split in a very, very tight geography. And, and when you do look at that, the one thing that's really great about our agronomy summary book, Allie, when you look at this is every data point is in there. So you can look at, okay, what were the planning dates of these? What were some of the 
you know, maybe the, the planning seating rates or what was the management factors of fungicide. We, we collect, you know, probably 17 to 20 agronomic factors of these locations and uh, it allows you to dig into that. And one thing that I looked at kind of historically and this year was the fungicide response in corn. And I'm going to go through some years of data and I want to make sure I tee this up so it's understood. So when I look at this data of fungicide comparisons, what we're looking at, Allie, is locations that were sprayed with fungicide compared to locations that were not sprayed with fungicide. So these aren't in-plot side-by-sides. It's just looking at aggregate data of locations that were treated compared to locations that weren't treated between VT and R3. So in 2016, the locations that were treated compared to untreated, there was 11.3 bushel advantage uh, to locations that were treated. In 2017, it was 14.6 bushel advantage to locations that were treated. 2018, a 14.5 bushel advantage. And in 2019, a 14.1 bushel advantage. The one thing there, if you look at 17, 18, and 19, it kind of blows my mind. You look at how many locations we do these, you know, 50 to 60 locations a year. You know, we're treating around, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50% of locations with them. It's interesting that year over year, three years in a row, it's almost an identical response. And a very, you know, moisture-wise, we're, we're carrying a little more moisture in those locations, about two-tenths of a bushel. I'd say in most cases, we usually see about a half a bushel. But certainly when you look at that trend, that consistency is really showing that fungicide is pushing, putting bushels in the tank alley. Yep, absolutely. And I think on the topic of fungicide as we move on down, really just looking at the economic viability as we move on down this stretch. Mm. Well, thanks for your take on fungicide, Josh. As we move into next week's show, we're really looking to start our winter series on 2020 crop preparation, starting with new pests for 2020, um, between pests and soybeans, maybe some other diseases you're going to see in corn, variety selection, and then how we can evaluate overall local product performance moving down the stretch. That's it for today. Thanks, everyone.